Hey guys, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. We are making our way through a great series called the Dear Lena series. My name is Lena Abujamra. That's L-I-N-A. Don't even try the last name. And uh, you um, are here probably because your friend told you about this podcast, or maybe you've been here before and you're addicted to the sound of my voice now. Whatever it is, I'm glad you're back. I hope you've subscribed to the podcast. I hope you know about our ministry. You can find us at livingwithpower.org. We try to provide you biblical truth for everyday life. Every Thursday, we do a number of different things. Sometimes I interview people about faith, life, and culture. And now we're doing this uh, series where you send me questions and I try to answer them with three bullet points. I'm an ER doctor by training. I now practice telemedicine. And we've got an um, organization, a nonprofit, by the way, that welcomes your donations and does global medical work in the Middle East right now. So we are glad to be here also trying our space in the podcast world. We've been at it for several years. and. By God's grace, you guys keep showing up. So we're grateful for that. Hey, the Dear Lena series is a fun series. It's a series where you ask me tough questions. Uh, today, we're going to talk politics. And so I'll hit the question in a minute. But if you ever have a question about faith, life, culture, or anything in between, send it to me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. All right, that's a mouthful. Now, let me hit today's topic. Uh, our question that was sent to me is this. Dear Lena, how do I have political conversations at my workplace without getting emotionally upset and vested? Well, that's a great question, right? I mean, how do we have political conversations and engage with people at work without getting emotionally vested and upset? Because the truth is, it's almost impossible to talk about politics without getting upset. It's in our DNA. I'm Lebanese. I get upset about talking about the weather, not finding a parking spot. And so you start me on religion or politics. And it is so hard to stay neutral. And yet... If we are to make an impact on the people that we rub shoulders in, we've got to think about how to engage in conversations that are difficult without getting emotionally upset. And so uh, I want to I sort of give you three points as usual, and they're sort of self-reflective, introspective questions that I think we need to ask ourselves when we find our, our temperature, our, our blood pressure kind of boiling, and you know it, you feel it, you want to say something, and you're like, I don't want to say it, and then it... Like a tornado, it spouts out. And and so ask yourself these three things. So number one, we need to examine our hearts. Examine your heart and ask this question, why do I get so upset? I think it's critical to stop and ask the question of why. Okay, think before you even say, how do you do the conversations? Why are you getting upset? Examine your heart. This is a heart question, not a hard H-A-R-D. It is a heart question, but it's a heart question, a cardiac question. Why am I upset? See, we get upset when we care too much about something. If somebody chews out your kid or curses out your kid, you get rightfully upset. If somebody says something bad about your spouse, you get upset. In the same way, do you care too much about politics? Maybe that's the problem. So examine your heart. Am I too attached to politics? I, maybe you're too attached to a political party. Maybe you're too attached to an issue, a debate. And, and, and we'll get in a minute again about, I mean, some things are worth getting upset about. I mean, maybe you're upset about abortion because you, you see babies. Maybe you've been through an abortion and you know what happens and you cannot fathom talking about this idea of, of Roe versus Wade and all that's happening in, in, in states and in the, the Supreme Court and, and you get upset because you care too much about it. I think it's important to identify that question. Why do I get so upset? Are you just upset because the person you voted for lost or are you upset because you don't like the person who's in charge? Why do you get upset? See, we get, we get upset when we care too much about something. So ask yourself then, what am I getting upset about? And does that thing really matter? Some things matter. Some things are worth getting upset about. And, and we get upset when the outcomes matter to us more than the relationship. 
Okay, this is critical. So it's okay. It's good to identify why you're upset, and and now you identify maybe the topic that that makes you upset. But 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 you really get upset when that issue. So if I'm having a conversation with someone I love dearly, there's this this point in the debate where you have to decide what matters most: the issue or the relationship. And so typically we get upset when the outcome of the fight of the political debate matters more to us than the relationship. And again, you go back to maybe you're having a conversation with someone that you don't care that much about. If, frankly, I think sometimes those difficult conversations happen with people we don't like because we sort of use them as an excuse to vent on those people, if we're being honest. But what matters more? And I think the minute you stop and say, well, that person that I'm debating with matters more to me than winning this battle. That doesn't mean the issue is not important, but you might end up deciding to let go of a conversation because it matters more what your relationship is with that someone. I've had many conversations. By the way, I worked in the ER for 18 years, and I can guarantee you that in the emergency room setting, everybody likes to argue always. This is our love language. And, and I've had many conversations where I could have debated till the cows come home and I've just shut up because I've had friends who mattered to me more than winning the argument. And most of the time, I think I was right. Okay, that's, I'm just teasing. I mean, sometimes I was right, but, but the point of it is they thought they were right too. But, but you give up the outcome because the relationship matters more. And so again, examine your heart. Why do you get so upset? We get upset when our personal rights are being threatened. And I think this one is, I, this has come up a lot in this season of Dear Lena's because I think this is, this is something that I think we're struggling with as a church in the United States right now. We are all about saving our personal rights to the point where we don't care what our testimony is to the outside world. We want to win, 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 because we don't want anyone to step on our toes. And I just don't think that is compelling for the follower of Jesus. We can give up our personal rights for the sake of Christ. And, uh, and so ask yourself, again, examine your heart. Why do I get so upset? When you want to have a political conversation at your workplace, we don't. We want to have the conversations. We don't want to get emotionally upset with those conversations. So that's the first question. Stop yourself. Stop yourself before you get caught up. Right? Take a three by five card and a paper and just write, God, why am I so upset? And write down those things. Here's a second big question to ask yourself. Examine your arguments. Do I actually know what I'm talking about? Okay, I think this one is important. I think a lot of people like to argue and, and maybe understand what... The party line should be, but they don't really know the facts. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but a lot of people, I think, are fighting political fights and they have no idea what the facts are. I've done it myself. I mean, I've gotten caught up in debates and I don't know the real facts, but I can fight with anybody, frankly, and I'm sure you can too. And so I think I think I found this to be true in life. And by the way, I've seen this also in my medical practice. The more sure and confident I am about an issue, the more confidence I have in discussing it, the less upset I become in it. The more facts that I have about an issue, the less emotional I can be in discussing it. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive. You go, no, man, if you know the facts, you're gonna be really upset about it. No, not really. Because you see, if you know the data, you already sort of have a sense of what your opponent is gonna say. And so it becomes less emotional, more educational. And I think education is good. I think having difficult conversations at work is not a no-no, it's a good thing to have if you can bring facts to the table that may help someone to see more clearly. But the problem right now that I see happening in the social media world is that there's no, there's no facts. There's no, it's all, it's all based on emotion. I even see these political pundits who, I mean, they think they're giving us facts sometimes, but they're just like, they're just manipulating emotions so that you go, what? I can't believe this is happening. And so if you read about an issue and you become very 
vested in understanding the issue and you have the facts like like let's go back to the issue of abortion i mean i think most christians would agree that abortion is is the taking away it's the murder of a baby and 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 i think if you have some data and and you're able to talk intelligently about it you can actually have a a a good conversation where you actually make an impact now it's not just about winning this debate you can actually have an impact on potentially the outcome by having your facts right and so you're not making it just about anymore well you're a murderer you're killing a baby how can you do nobody's going to be influenced by that but if you go through and explain how the stages of a baby are and the embryo and when the baby can feel and the pain receptors and you start thinking through all of those things and what actually happens in an abortion what might change the spectrum of the conversation and so the more facts you have, the less emotional you need to be. And the more secure you are in your own position being biblical, the freer you can be to focus on changing people's hearts than trying to change their minds. Um, the more secure you are on your position being biblical. So, so I think every debate in politics, when we think about why do I get so upset, I think there has to be some biblical conviction that motivates our political debates, all right? I think this is important, I really do, because I, unfortunately, I think many of us are not influenced by the Bible as much as we are by our upbringing, by the state that we grew up in, by the family we grew up in, by you know whatever party line in our church that we grew up in, and I think that we need to, for a change, think through the topics biblically, the issues of, the, of what we're going through right now in our country. We need to think about them biblically, and as you think about them biblically, and, and you're convinced that I'm not going to change because I believe this. I believe God's word to be true. I believe God is the one who changes ours. Now, when you're engaging in a debate, you're not doing it to just to win the argument. And you're not doing it just to beat. It's like we're not arm wrestling in the person that doesn't agree with us. The whole point of the conversation is what? It's to win is the soul, the heart to Christ. That's the point. And, and, and so in that setting, if you are so secure in knowing where you stand, now you don't have to fight for an outcome of a debate because the point of engaging isn't to win the debate. The point of engaging is to get the person to think and to get the person, maybe the spirit of God can move in a little bit and soften hearts and those people can, can think through, you know, who might not believe in Christ, might not be following Christ. Maybe, maybe this is an opportunity for you to be prayerful and, and while you're talking on the outside, inside you're praying, God, please soften the heart of this person so that they see the truth and, and, and you're not fighting them to try to convince them that your way is right because it doesn't matter at the end of the day. If, they don't, they're not going to be convinced by, by you going, no, nah, I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, okay, all right, then I've changed my mind. Nobody's ever changed their mind out of that discussion. But perhaps that interaction that's done lovingly and that's done patiently and, and, and kindly can turn into a change in the person's heart and draw them a little bit more closer to Jesus. So examine your heart. Why do I get so upset? Examine your arguments. Do I know what I'm talking about? And thirdly, this is critical here, examine your options. Do I really need to engage here? Has it ever occurred to you when you think about the original question that this person asked me? How do I have political conversations at my workplace without getting emotionally vested and upset? Uh, here's a little golden pearl or a pearly pearl or whatever. Do I really need to engage here? I mean, honestly, we don't need to engage in every conversation that comes up on every issue in the world. We do not need to engage. Engaging on the level of your emotions will almost always lead to a fight. 
the more wrapped up you are in something, I promise you, you're going to fight with someone because it's too important to you. And that, maybe you don't need to engage here. Maybe this is not going to be in the best interest of a relationship. Maybe it's going to reflect negatively on Christ. So, so think about it. Do I really need to engage here? Now, now, sometimes the answer is yes. And if so, then engage there. But often the answer is no, you can let this one go. In fact, how about you just take a five-minute break, go to the lounge or whatever place you go for a break and and you use that five minutes to pray for that person rather than engaging them. I'm sure you'll get a lot more out of that five minutes than you would if you fought about this, the topic. Examine your options. I really need to engage here. Engaging without prayer will almost always engage your emotions more than you should. Most of us jump into these conversations, not a minute of prayer. In fact, most of us don't even pray. The day goes by, we don't even ask God for anything until we've some, our, our security is at stake. We get a note, hey, you need to go meet the boss. The pink slip, now you pray. I got the doctor's visit. They tell you I have cancer, now I pray. I lose a million dollars, now I pray. You know, it's like, it's like we wait for disaster to pray. But what if we spent time praying about those engagements? Engaging when it's not needed is honestly not needed. I think this is probably the most brilliant thing to, that I've said in this entire podcast. Engaging when it's not needed is honestly not needed. You do not need to engage in every argument, in every political issue. You do not need to engage on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. It is not your calling to engage on that. It is our calling. Can I remind you? Say, man, I don't know. What's my calling as a Christian? Well, here, I'm going to remind you. We're still early enough in the year. I'm going to remind you our calling in Matthew chapter 28. If I get there, here we go. Um, Jesus came and said to them, last words before he, the ascension, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Every encounter that you have with someone, be it a believer or a non-believer, remember that Jesus is right there with you. Ultimately, he's the one who changes hearts. Your job is to lead them to him. Will the conversation you're having at your workplace get them closer to Christ or not? And if not, stop it. You don't need to engage. The time will come. You pray that God will lead the conversation to a place where you can give your opinion when it's needed and asked for. But to have those emotional conversations is going to do nothing but give you trouble. And so uh, with that in mind, again, let's, let's conclude with reminding you, examine your heart. Why do I get so upset? Number two, examine your arguments. Do I know what I'm talking about? Maybe you need to spend the time learning about the issues. And number three, examine your options. Do I really need to engage here? Um, that's what I got for you today. If you've got more Dear Lena questions, send them to me at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. Let's talk about stuff. I don't know if there's stuff that you, no one's talking about you need me to answer. I'll do my best. I don't know everything, but I... Uh, will admit when I don't know. And uh, I'm learning to admit even more and to seed an argument when I don't know the answer. And I'll tell you what, um, I found that God has a way of uh, vindicating us and justifying us even when we don't think that we have a voice. And so let's let him do the speaking for us for a change. Do we really believe that he's alive and active in our lives? I want to live a life that shows more and more of Christ and less and less of Lena. Do you want that too? Hey, I'd love for you to join us on Thursday nights. We have a Facebook Live community where I'm going through a book of the Bible right now, Nehemiah. I teach all sorts of things there, but it's live at 7 p.m. on Thursday nights. Tonight is the night. So join us. In order to join us, you can go to livingwithpower.org. That's our website. And at the top of the page, there's a link that says join our community. You'll find out all sorts of other fun stuff on our website, including the work we're doing in the Middle East, 
uh, the book that I just wrote a few months ago that's still awesome and blessing so many people. And uh, you can also find out all of our past podcasts on that site. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in today. I'll see you again next week. Uh, remember that you're never alone. Christ is with you. And it is truly an awesome thing to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. You have a great day.